एवरीवन आई एम प्रिय सचदेवा योर होस्ट एट ट्रेंडिंग डायरी शो योर जर्नी टू कनेक्ट विद आइडिया स्टोरीज एक्सपीरियंसेस एंड पीपल एंड गेट रेडी फॉर अंडरस्टैंड द वर्ल्ड अराउंड यू सच नाउ टुडे आई एम कनेक्टेड विद वेंटिक वेंट द लेडी हेल्प एंबिशियस पीपल एंड ऑर्गेनाइजेशंस टू ग्रो देयर रेवेन्यू एंड मार्केट शेयर थ्रू मार्केटिंग ब्रांडिंग एंड कम्युनिटी बिल्डिंग आई बिलीव एवरी पर्सन एवरी बिजनेस need suggest of branding to evolve to better spread a good message to better spread their own story this episode is all about how you for your business or for your personal growth can evolve with branding what are the strategies what are the tips what are the case studies from learning basic strategies to becoming pro this episode you with some real life tips for the planting tune in yeah absolutely so i am a brand strategist or a brand builder and um i my name is van to win but people call me van revival cuz i'm known for my reinvention and resilience uh i tend to land on my feet no matter like the obstacles or the challenge and i rise to it so my clients give me some pretty interesting challenges to uh jump over and i normally will be able to uh meet their expectations if not um excel in those areas but yeah uh in regards to my experience i guess um i started off as a model and that was the beginning of understanding you know building a personal brand mm-hmm. and cuz i had to make a name for myself in the industry and figure out like okay well if i'm going to meet people in the industry what's the best way to introduce myself so that i started thinking about branding back in back when i was like 18 years old <laughs> not realizing that was branding at the time i was just thinking like what are you know what are ways to make myself memorable and those are all mm-hmm. parts of uh, building a brand and so i called myself katani i made up a name and it's because my real name to me at the time i thought was boring cuz i was like van mm-hmm. like it's not you know it's okay i didn't like my 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 vietnamese name for for some reason and then later on i learned to love it but my vietnamese name was too hard to spell so i'm like okay no one's going to remember how to spell win right everyone says nguyen 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 and it's like just win <laughs> but if i say win no one can spell it so i'm like okay i just want to own on my first name basis mm-hmm. and lo and behold it worked so people started referring to me as the no, brand building path how does that seem like well i actually started way back when i was 18 years old when i was just getting into modeling i was 18 years finding ways to sure? i'm sorry can you hear me 18 years wait what it over time 18 oh 18 yeah <laughs> yeah i got scouted pretty young started doing beauty pageant and then uh got signed with a modeling agency at around 18 19 years old so yeah got kind of lucky it was one of those at the right place at the right time kind of a thing and uh knowing when to grab that opportunity but yeah so i decided like okay or prince right uh so yeah so katani worked really well and that was the first time i really understood personal branding right and then um I mastered the art of customer service uh in retail as well as uh in dentistry. So I started off as a dental assistant and in chair side dentistry, 
it's all about creating that wonderful customer experience, right? And that's part of brand building. You want your audience to walk away feeling good at every touch point that they interact with your brand. So I made sure when they went in, everything went seamless. Like I catch all the water coming down the mouth. I make sure that. Gosh, this is really uncomfortable. But those things like led to me understanding the importance of building like a five-star brand, right? Like, cause people, when they leave, they start leaving reviews on Google maps and Yelp. And so I understood the importance of that. Then I worked for Dr. Kevin Liu in LA and he taught me how to operate like Disneyland. So I was working in oral surgery office and that was um, pretty interesting actually because we worked with a lot of celebrities and we worked with a lot of like faculty over at USC Dental School. So they're important people. We want to make a great first impression and always make a great first impression or a great impression every time they come into the office. So we only had five-star reviews. And so then... Um, you know, along the way, working with all these companies and then high-end retail at Laurel Piana. I used to even sign like cards for uh, Oprah's fans, you know, she would send away their, her, her favorite gifts and Laurel Piana was one of them. So I got to sign the card on her behalf <laughs> one time. I was like, oh, this is exciting. Uh, and then that, then I pivoted into special events working in Hollywood for mm-hmm. a Beverly Hills PR firm and working with celebrities and, and, you know, you really have to give people the red carpet treatment. So I started really understanding like, wow, there's like a lot of politics, you know, knowing who do you, which journalists do you let in front of the other because they work for Fox news or, or they work for ABC, like who, you know, like where you position them on the carpet matters, right. And which celebrities you walk down and how you walk them down and knowing everybody's names and their bios and all of that. So anyway, that eventually led to me launching a PR firm of my own called Message Now. And then uh, one day, Calvin, my friend Calvin Kim, he works at Porsche North America as a spokesperson. And he goes, you know what? You're actually a brand builder. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> he goes, you bring quality brands to market and you care about you know your brands um, basically like creating a brand and not just a commodity, but they're providing quality products and services. And, um, and, and I help increase their brand equity. And I didn't, I didn't realize that I don't just do PR at the time. I'm actually doing solving a lot more than just the PR problem for people. Cause they'll, they'll reach out to me and I'll notice, Hey, like, so you want some publicity, but you don't have a website or your social media looks terrible or, why should journalists publish about you, right? And a lot of times I'll see what's where the gaps are and what's missing in their brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I started realizing, ah, my aha moment of I am not just a publicist because most publicists, they are more than happy to take your money to promise things to say, hey, yeah, I'll get you on the news stations and um book you all sorts of publicity and then they sign on paying $3,000 a month or more. And they realize, Oh shoot, they didn't get placed in anything. And it was because they didn't have a good brand. And, um, and the, the important of brand positioning in that area, I realized I don't want to just be a publicist. I want to help build brands and I want to help increase brand equity. So, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into brand building essentially I pivoted message now and, now it's called Envisionary Studio. So we provide uh, 360 um, degree branding services. So we think about branding in all aspects. Yeah, business and marketing. 
and communicate. So, so what do you think, Van, when it comes to, you know, marketing, because somewhere when it comes to, you know, the corporate world, business world, we are aware about these terms, you know, marketing, branding. So how brand building is so different from these things, you know, when it comes to marketing and selling something. And why do you think why it's really important for businesses, the brand building thing, why they should get ahead with it, why it's important? Um, it's important because it increases your value, but also it distinguishes you from the market, like everyone else in the marketplace. So people will choose your brand over someone else's brand, but also you get to profit more. <laughs> and when you profit more and you have more profit margins and you can charge more, then your, your, your brand's worth more. Right. And it's that like, it's not about what you think of your brand. It's what other people think. So if yeah. you're saying positive things when you're out of the room, right, they say, um, and they're leaving positive reviews and they're letting everyone in their network know how great you are, that will just naturally lead to more business for you. And it, it makes things more sustainable. So you have more lasting power and yeah. you get, yeah. So you get more, um, a higher brand equity is, is going to help you achieve a lot of your business goals. So, yeah, and I'll help you get there faster. So if you don't have a brand and you have a commodity, you just have to work a lot harder. <laughs> it might take you a lot longer to get there. And, you know, brand, you know, the, the brand building is for business leaders who want to ensure that the brand activities lay the foundation for continued growth. You know, there are the activities that was establishing and promoting a brand like consumers are using Wikipedia blogs. Trustpilot now has just as many like people searching um, for, you know, brands on there as looking people up on Wikipedia. So that's like in, in a day. So that's pretty amazing to know, like everyone these days are trusting what other consumers are writing about them online before they even make a purchase, especially if it's a large purchase, right? They're always comparing, like, should I buy this brand over this brand? Whether yeah. it's their air. Even I, I buy brand. anything, you know, if I'm going to make a purchase, first thing I'm going to see the, you know, the authenticity of the brand and the second reviews. So directly go to yeah. the reviews, the real time, you know, how the people are liking it in terms of purchasing it. So I think that that's really important. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think it's, it's essential. You can't, if you don't have, if your brand's not online, people can't find you. You don't exist. And if you're not growing, you're dying like your businesses, that is. And, and, and it helps, you know, having a strong brand image and positioning yourself well, will only um, bear lots of fruits for you, like in the future. And also who wants, you know, who, who will want to partner up with you essentially too, because you are your brand perception is also associated with who you, your network is. Your network is, yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and as a brand, you're you're just adding value and creating value for consumers and thinking about how they're feeling, they're thinking, and 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 how they're experiencing your brand. Yeah. So. so, so what are the strategies do you use when it comes to the brand building? So whether it's for your own personal thing, because you know I believe that you know competing in a field of uh, you know entertainment, whether it's modeling they might seem so glamorous, so, you know, amazing, appealing to, to, to someone, you know, who's uh, noticing it from the far away. But somewhere I can understand how hard it is to stand out from the crowd, to literally get, a, you know, continuous project, to land into, from lending your, into your first job to sustaining it, to building a brand. So what are the strategies you have used for your personal thing or you, 
you know, you might be using for your, the companies. So what do you think? What are the strategies one can use for the brand building? Um, for myself, some of the brand building strategies that I use is continually updating my website and portfolio items. And that gets uploaded to my Yelp page, my Google Maps page, my Design Rush page. So these directory listings really add a lot of value because they're helpful in the search engines. So people look me up. I'm, I optimize on page one when they type in my brand, right? Mm-hmm. So they hear about me somewhere and they're like, huh, who's this, you know, what's Envisionary Studio? And they can find me and then they can find all my recommendations on LinkedIn. They can find my own personal brand, Fan Revival, on all of the different pages. It, it really helps um, with increasing my brand value because they see all the testimonials and then also the PR. Um, I get a lot of publicity from other other, just people reaching out to me. I don't even need to pitch myself. And that's a testament to know that like, oh, okay, I am myself branding myself really well. <laughs> so if I can't do it for myself, then you know, people will wonder like, is she really good at what she does? So I always practice what I preach. And then in establishing myself as an authority figure, I've been yeah, doing even like, you know, speaking um, and uh yeah, the PR part helps with that. And then that led to people wanting to me to um, co-author books with them or co-host podcasts and radio shows with them. But my leadership coach always said, you know, you don't say yes to everything. You pick the ones that are helping you, you know, um, lead you to the top of the ladder where you where you want to be going and not just randomly saying yes to stuff because your, your time is really limited. Um, yeah, so that's kind of uh, parts of it parts of what I do to build the brand and continually building my network. Makes sense. That network is, you know, it's something that I'm, you know, big believer in that it, it as a law, you know, long saying goes that your network is your net worth. And previous episode that we had, that was also gone was on networking that how it's important part of your life. So no matter whether you are a technical person, whether you are a sailing person, how it can add lots of value to your revenue, to your personal growth and other stuff. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. Coming across with the PR thing that you have mentioned. So what do you think that how it adds value to the brand equity and brand awareness? Like, you know, PR comes uh, across. It's not just for the brand. I think PR comes from the person who is leading that brand. So uh, what do you think? How PR making a public relation can add value to the equity and the awareness part of the brand. Um, yeah. Well, one, it makes you visible. It, you know, the more places you appear, the mm-hmm. more authority you build and it, it helps increase the value of your brand. You can charge more as well. So for people who haven't been published, right. Mm-hmm. And, and they haven't built authority, they won't be able to charge as much as those mm-hmm. who are, they will visibly in the public eye, appear to be the more reputable brand. If they're being published or getting on the news, right? Or getting uh, interviewed, the public eye will assume that this is a valuable person slash brand, right? If you're the face of your brand, um, that your social, and let's say with PR, um, and getting PR, free PR anyway, the, Mm -hmm. you know, having a great brand, increases your odds of getting published. So when a journalist opens an email, which they get a ton of emails a day, sometimes over a hundred a day, depending on Mm -hmm. who you're pitching to. And so why should they click on yours versus like 99 other emails that Mm -hmm. day? Right. And so if you brand yourself well, then you 
you know what kind of messages to put out, you know how to highlight the strengths of your brand. You have all the marketing materials ready to go. And when you do all the homework for the journalists, you're more likely to get picked up by, by that media outlet, uh, especially if they go and do, they do open your email and they're like, oh, who's this person? They're going to go and look and see you, find you on social media. They're going to see how many YouTube views you have if you have a channel. They will, you know, and if you do all that homework for them and you put it into like an electronic press kit or a press kit or media kit for them, you're just making it their lives easier. And the better the experience that they have, the more likely they'll write something positive about you. But also like understanding uh, good branding is always thinking about consumers first, right? Mm -hmm. And you're thinking like, even when you're dealing with anybody you're dealing with, I go with the experiential empathic engagement approach to everything I do with all relationships I build, including journalists. That means I am doing my homework before I reach out, I'm like, okay, this is the journalist I want to write my piece. I will go in and support them on Twitter. You know, I'll tweet their stuff. I'll let them, I'll get on their radar or I'll follow their page and I'll engage with them. And then I reach out, you know, and then I'll say, hey, I read this article. I really love what you wrote. And I thought you might be interesting, interested in this um, piece, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and that usually works really well with them. And then of course, maintaining that relationship too. It's not just reaching out when you need something. Right? Right, right. And that goes with relationship building. So yeah, that's part of good branding as well. It's, it's, it's um, the etiquette is, is, and the communication is, is the part of um, yeah. Creating good branding. Mm -hmm. And you know, makes sense. Yeah. Right. when it comes to building up relationship, it's not just, you know, you have to reach out to another person for, for the work and for the selfish task all the time. It's all about clicking on that, you know, that individual for the sake of like, you know, you really care for him, you really care for her and you're really for your care for your customer, anything. So I think it's uh, uh, absolutely completely on regular basis, connection, setting that kind of connection on regular basis. So that's really mm -hmm. important. So what well, get to the I click? I have to mention, I have like so many books on free PR. Oh. <laughs> right it's um, like you, you're the author of this whole book? No, Cameron Harold wrote the book. He, he was my former boss and mm -hmm. um, coach. So yeah, he's, he's, um, uh, he's written a book with Hal Elrod too, called The Miracle Mornings for Entrepreneurs. And he was uh, Elon Musk's um, reference for Zip2 oh. for the first round of funding. Yeah, he's grown three companies to over 100 million. So he was one of my coaches uh, when I was working with him. But yeah, so those yeah. are his books. He just, yeah, I just received like 50 copies for my next event, teaching people how to, uh, I figure it was a, a good book for like, you know, brand building, especially mm -hmm. if yeah. uh, that will increase their value. But yeah, no, I mean, there's like, you have three to five, three to seven seconds to capture someone's attention. So how do you do it quickly? Right. And if someone goes on your website, is it a good experience? Uh, is it easy? also when, when it comes to, you know, um, really selecting that brand message, when it clicks, just like with Nike, just do it. Means I mm -hmm. is Nike with this word, you know, with Nescafe. It's like, you know, restart your day, restart your energy. So when, when these brands like such kind of message, which really, you know, connects with people. So how do you think that each individual, you know, small brands, small businesses come across with such kind of messages, which are really connective? Like they are, re, uh, you know, 
revolutionizing the whole era of business. Uh, if someone will just say me, you know, Nike, how will you, you're going to associate it with it? I'm very clear with, you know, what this brand is associated with. But when I see nowadays lots of brands and even lots of you know, businesses who try to become a brand, there's a whole lot of match of messages like they're not able to. And sometimes even I thought of, you know, I, I am creating something. I am even, let's say, creating a post. I'm creating something. Sometimes this is, you know, this is not clear in my mind what I really want to, how I really want to appear, you know, with this message, with this branding thing. So what do you think? How can you help it with the same that how an individual very clear with their message and whatever they thinking, whatever their perspective is, the, the audience is going to, you know, understand it the same way. So whatever is reflecting, it should become back a similar way. Um, can you can you repeat your question one more time? Okay, so so, so it's like <laughs> well, okay, no, no worries, no worries. I understand. So it's like, oh, if I am creating a brand message, sometimes I really hard for, you know, communicate it in a well way to the to my audience. Even it's with lots of businesses, it happens. They create a brand, but but it is not very clear or not very well associated with the with what brand is doing. So how mm-hmm. right mix happens? So just like Nike, it's like just do it. I know it's associated with the sports. With Nescafe, it's, you know, restart your energy, restart your day. I know it's associated with something refreshing, something, you know, which can, which is beverage, which is food, anything like that. So how an individual can come out with that single line, with that that single message, which is very appealing at the same time, very clear to the people. Well, definitely like the great brands like Nike, Lululemon, Starbucks, REI, they have, they all share seven principles. Mm -hmm. And those seven principles are great brands. They start inside. They avoid selling products. Great brands ignore trends. They don't chase customers. Great brands sweat. They they sweat the small stuff and they're committed and they stay committed to their brand. Mm -hmm. And in, in the very beginning, they look at like, why are they even launching a business in the first place? And why do they exist? What, why are they different? Or why, why are you different? So if you're looking at your own brand, why are you different? Mm-hmm. And then do you know what your, your op- the options are for your consumers, right? Mm-hmm. And if you know what the options are, what problems are you solving in the marketplace that are, already exists? And um, yeah, is there even enough of a marketplace? So you have to kind of keep all those things in mind. And, and the person, and then when you have to start with, you after you have the business goals and getting clear on that, then you can build out your brand strategy. A lot of times people like create the logo first and that's kind of working backwards. You want to first start with, you know, the business ideas, the business model, and then flesh out your business plan. Uh, It doesn't have to be a complicated 30 page. It could be even one page business plan. Uh, But from there, uh, after you set your clear, smart goals for your business, then you create the brand strategy, you know, and then with that, like even a brand strategist, they will spend like three hours on the first session, another three hours, the second session, and another three hours, the third session to really understand everything about the founder, why they're launching their brand, who, the, who are the competitors in the marketplace and, and understanding what the unique qualities are of that brand. And then based off of that information, we then start mapping out the DNA blueprint for that brand. And that, that makes, that means like the DNA is what makes you, you, who is your audience? What is your product about? And what makes you unique or special? And if you don't know that you're, 
you're likely not going to capture the audience that you want to either. Because if you don't know what's unique or special about yourself, how are other people going to, right? So they need to know, like, it's it, that experience of, like, how, you know, uh, the audience needs to know, like, what you do, how you do it, what you say, and what you think. And what you think impacts basically every aspect of your marketing plan. And it's funny because people operate as if they're all separate things within a business. And so I'm surprised sometimes when I work with companies that the business development person doesn't know what's going on in the PR department. The PR department doesn't know what's going on in the social media department. And it's like, they're all tied together, right? Mm-hmm. Because the messaging has to be cohesive. And if you have that brand strategy um, already down, then when you grow your team and you scale, your company is going to have that, your audience will continue to have that consistent um, experience with you. And that helps establish trust at every touch point, because sometimes it, it takes a consumer having seven touch points before they make a purchase. But if you have a different experience every time, it's like going out to a restaurant and the food tastes different every time you eat, eat there and you order the same food, mm-hmm. that's going to lead to a lot of mixed feel like mixed experiences, good, some bad. And, and some businesses close because of that, you know, I had one, um, one restaurant think that they could write off of their dad's fame mm-hmm. because um, their dad already made a name for himself in the industry. So when his children had launched a restaurant, they thought, oh, we'll be fine. So they plastered his photo all over Yelp. And I'm like, what does this have to do with your restaurant, though? We want to know what food you guys serve, what's on yeah. the menu, what's the value proposition. And then the visibility aspect was terrible. You couldn't even see their sign outside so even just the physical location itself they were competing against all these other healthy uh, restaurants but their price point was higher but they didn't make it clear as to value proposition of why their price point is higher why their restaurant's healthier than the other ones on the block and so they went out of business in like last of a year and that was really disappointed because i really liked how healthy it was <laughs> but they had a lot of kinks they didn't work out it's it's the when when you have a problem with a consumer or customer does your staff know how to handle it? There should be like a communication plan for that. Right. And that's all based around your brand voice, how, you know, uh, and then like who you associate yourself with, what brands you partner with, even if you get sponsorships, they have to align Mm -hmm. with your values. Mm -hmm. You have to first know yourself. Right. And my leadership coach always says like, know yourself to lead yourself. And if you're, you don't have self-awareness and you don't know what you value and you don't know what your brand values, then you will get, lost in a lot of different, you know, mixed signals. And that leads to less trust with the consumers. But if you know how to, yeah, but if you know your values, you'll know what actions to take because every action should align with those values. Um, And that will help the consumers connect with you more because they share those same values. Mm, I I really agree. You know, this is something I go by that it's not, Though uh, one of my personal brand name is Trending Diary, but, you know, it's not like every time you should go with the trend. It's it's definitely, yeah. you know, validate yourself with the and, you know, evolve yourself with the time. But one should stick to the values that, you know, what what your perspective, what your principles are aligned with, whether it's in your personal brand, whether it's your, your business brand. So I think that mm-hmm. communicate a lot to people. That's let's keep you authentic and make people connect you with who you are. So be, yeah, be it's every- to the same. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's what you wear, what you say, how you say it, and what you write, what videos you put out, what mm-hmm. what social media posts, right? So yeah, it's all in alignment with who you are, how you want to be perceived, uh, how do you want to be remembered, and, and that's. But if you don't know yourself, then you need to start there. Yeah. Yeah. I, thank you for mentioning the, this. I think everything starts with knowing with, you know, if we don't know who we are and if we haven't explored it yet, that comes along with, I think. And, and if still we are in the face, that's also completely fine, you know. But mm-hmm. first, it's, you know, one should know it by their own and then it, it reflects back. So I think lots of hard work takes where you know where you are going to find your authenticity so yeah yeah and and coming across with what, what is the one advice that you would love to give to the business you know what emerging one who can you know build on their brand so what is the one advice to people i would say from it's the it should be in one line so it should be in one line i think oh one line <laughs> it, it should be a one line advice <laughs> Okay. Have a clear vision from the very start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like a little bit longer, um, but yeah, no, like having a clear, you need to have a clear vision of what it is that you want for your business. Mm-hmm. And that will then lead the way for everything else with your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, last is there is anything else you would like to add on your, your journey you know, you know, how have you came across with everything, you know, well, because, you know, I might be guessing that when, you know, we experience lots of good things, there's a one lesson that we try to avoid. Okay. I'm filtered with what I have to do, but moreover, I'm filtered with what I have not to do. So what is that? What to not, not to do well advice. What's that seem like? Um, what not to do, I would say, um, keep organized from the very beginning, you know, and that I've had brands after 10 years of being a freelancer was unable to pivot into a brand or a business um, because the disorganization really, really impacts how you operate and how you grow. And so I would definitely not ignore the brand building aspect of your brand because you could be so stuck into the day-to-day operations and forget about the future. Mm-hmm. Then you'll just end up on a, a hamster wheel where you're in the same place you were a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago in your business because you haven't looked ahead to see how you would grow. And so with the what to do in that aspect is find the people that compliment you. Know yourself well enough to know what your weaknesses are and what your strengths are and find the people who can complement what you already have. So if you are more of a day-to-day operations type person and then you might not have that vision, you need somebody to come in that can see ahead that is more future oriented. That doesn't mean that what you have to bring to the table isn't great. You know, you need, you need an operations person, but you also need a vision person. So the CEO is a vision person. The COO is typically the the operations person that makes the CEO's visions come to life. So you kind of need both. Uh, And people who have, who start with, you know, more than one person than a solopreneur in a business tend to succeed a lot Mm -hmm. faster. Because they have help too, right? But you do both have to be in alignment with your vision. If you're not, then that can be very difficult making decisions moving forward. But yeah, um, I would say, yeah, in building a brand. You're right. It's vision and operations comes to hand in hand. So definitely you should be a person of action. 
and you should mm-hmm. who can align that action with where uh, in what direction are you heading to and uh, if you have the intersection of both like run stop or move yeah no i mean like if you don't have the time and and the monday through friday you're busy with client work then set aside maybe one day of the weekend to build your brand you know it could be just making small tweaks to your website it could be getting asking for reviews um and not ignoring that part because you might have such amazing projects but you didn't get to optimize on it right like i had a friend worked with a uh, with a hillary clinton and um he didn't know how to maximize on that opportunity in the past now it's kind of like a bit late he can still put it on his website now and create a blog post about the experience right or uh, do a tbt uh, or something but mm-hmm. yeah so it, as it's happening you can continue to maximize on it instead of it being a one time opportunity it could help lead to other clients who might be a big fan right of that person or be like oh wow this person did a huge event for this person wow i want to work with that guy you know or that girl so yeah, yeah it's, makes um, sense. Mm-hmm. Also, what is the one trend that you would like to see when in the new world, or I should say, one trend that you like like to see more embraced? Uh, one trend, gosh, uh, it's funny because I've never been a trendy person. I've always gone with whatever I like <laughs> or what fit me. Um, but in the world, I okay. Well, I would love for people to to have better decision making skills because I think that will really impact the world in a better way, right? Like researching skills are really important too. Nowadays, with all the misinformation or um, it, how hard it is to find accurate information, you really have to understand how to find resources and also how to discern whether or not that's good information versus bad information. And I think that. You know, when you're researching anything, uh, how to build a website, how to build your reputation, how to, um, or even just actions to align yourself with or causes, right? Or an organization you need to do research on. If you don't have the ability to research, it's going to be hard for you to grow in general uh, in many different areas. And if the world had people who knew how to make better decisions, it'll be better not just for themselves, but for the rest of the world as well. Like whether it's to be a better parent or a better business owner, a better leader, um, having those tools and the ability to, to learn from them, the learning agility, I think is, is what's really important. And a lot of people don't have the ability to absorb the information that they're taking in and then being able to apply it effectively. Mm-hmm. Indeed, choices are a big part of our life, so more than chances and anything. Uh, so I have absolutely give give big big faith in you know the supernatural thing. That's a different thing. But I I, I understand the role of choices, the decisions we make, how important they are to you know have a good direction or a bad direction in our life. And this is a skill that you know I really look up to that. And sometimes it's something that you know that comes with good information, right information. And also with the experience, so I think it's a both the blend of it. So that's mm-hmm. coming from that how conscious we are, how aware we are with our surroundings, how aware with we are with with you know with the trends, uh-huh. updated information. So that that comes a lot. That adds a lot to how we we are going to take decisions. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of cognitive biases of what we believe. Yeah. And so they always say, you know, belief is stronger than facts. So, um, and that's true a lot of times. That's um, true. That's true. 
Yeah. So you have to be able to kind of step outside your emotions sometimes to like really look at things logically. So I've learned to really balance both my left and my right brain, which is really hard to do because if you're naturally inclined to be one way versus the other, I would say work on your weaknesses. You know, I was very right brain dominant and everyone kept saying, oh yeah, she's really pretty, but she doesn't have it all upstairs. And so I started really learning like how to, you know, speak better, how to think better, how to operate more left brained so that I could appeal to left brain individuals when I market myself to them. And I was able to pivot between the left or the right, depending on who I'm talking to. But it takes a lot of work and self-awareness to get to that. I agree. It's, yeah. it's not hard <laughs> to balance and, you know, to, to know where to use your left brain and right brain, because I myself consider more creative inclined. So I know my right brain is somewhere more active when it comes to emotion, high EQ. So I am that kind of person. I always consider myself a person kind of more than, you know, numbers to than the person of words. Who, who yeah. Better. So it's really hard. I can understand to shuffle from <laughs> to left brain, but yeah, it's a great skill to carry upon. Yeah. People should challenge themselves to uh, work on their weaknesses. You know, it, indeed. They'd be surprised how, how things change and shift for them once they do get outside their comfort zone. Yeah. I think that was great, great session. Thank you so much, Ven. It was wonderful to know a lot from you about, you know, brand building, how it comes up a lot uh, and how people can, you know, uh, get into it, how they can build strategies, why they need to be consistent and a lot more you have added value to the businesses and the students and everyone who is listening and watching to this. So thank you so much. And it's lovely to have you. Thank you. So lovely to meet you. And thank you so much for having us, uh, having me on the Business Takeaway. Thank (laughs) you so much. All right. Thank you, beautiful people, for listening. I hope you get some value today. And if you have some idea, concept, or story to share, do DMS at the Instagram page of Training Diary. If you're ahead, to listen. And do not forget to hit the follow button or subscribe button or to download the episodes if you like them because your one kind gestures matters to us. And also, you can check out the new videos over the YouTube where you can enjoy the snippets short snippets of the podcast in the visual manner and much of the vlogs and other interesting things beyond that here's an exciting news we are coming up with the trending diary podcast in hindi so can't wait to see you over there till then i'll see you in the next episode till then stay tuned and god bless us all